Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Boss Offer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Scott back in the 630 Chet studio. Uh, the winners of the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Winners now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. I'm available, Bob underscore Stoffer, and uh, Brendan is uh, at the studio, at Brendan with two E's, Scott with two T's. We'll tell you that Japanese Village is now open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton area locations. Don and his staff at Japanese Village. Try the legendary Wagyu steak. It's cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. As uh, we go back to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by Sportsnet Spec. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta Live Standard Bed Racing, returning to Century Mile Racetrack Saturday, November the 20th. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Mark, it is the uh, the scene of the crime for the Edmonton Oilers. Their season came to an end. Last year, against the Winnipeg Jets, swept in four straight, albeit three games uh, in overtime. Give me your, first of all, just give me your assessment now that we've had some time to decompress. I mean, as it turned out, Winnipeg got wiped out four straight by the Canadians. Uh, Mark Scheifele kind of took himself out of that series. Connor Hellebuck was 950 against Edmonton, was in the 800s against Montreal. But the Oilers lost to, to, to Winnipeg. Um was that a closer series, do you think, than 4 nothing would suggest? Did it reveal some areas of Ken Holland, who we have coming on today at 135, needed to improve? Uh, the floor is yours, Mark. It is. I mean, I'm not – I don't think there's any reason to to come up with a fresh theory that it was the order's depth that let them down. 
you know, Winnipeg was able to play a game where they smothered McDavid and Dreisaitl and and left it up to a game between, you know, bottom six players. They they were allowed to play that way because Evan couldn't beat them that way. They got every game in overtime, and they got, you know, let's face it, once you get into overtime, you need a little luck, you get the goal, and they got the goals. But what has to happen for Edmonton to win is if a team can figure out, you know, this, it's hard to control the dry saddle line and the McDavid line. I get it. You play them apart, it's even harder. That's where Zach Kyman comes in. But what has to happen for Edmonton to have success in a playoff series is if other teams are going to sell out, on 97 and 29, you got to get some goals from somewhere else so that the other team has to get off that plan, right? They got to fall behind one nothing. They got to fall behind two one because somebody else scores, and then the other team says, "Geez, we can't just check 97 and 29. We got to actually play some hockey here and score some of our own goals," and that opens the game up. So Evan didn't have that against Winnipeg. The, Winnipeg never needed to get off their game plan for a second, and that's why that's why you get Hyman. That's why you get Pogel. Pogliarvi's a better player now, right? That's why you get a second-pairing defense that's got more experience. So Evan is a way better team, a way different team than they were losing to Winnipeg, and that loss to Winnipeg pointed that out for them. It was a valuable loss for it. Yeah, uh, and they also didn't get to exploit they're good special teams. I mean, that's the other thing. Just the way the games were uh, managed, and yeah, I'm not sure you're ever going to go, Bob. Like, well, and that's that's going to be, you know, that's going to be. We've got a bunch of people spec chiming in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Bob, just regarding Marco Scandella, straight, straight. It wasn't the Scandella straight arm that took Connor down in period one. It was holding Connor's sweater that took Connor, Connor down, risking injury. Add that to the trip later in the game. Clay and Red Deer says Bob, referees have to be accountable for their mistakes, just like players are when they get a penalty or a coach changes lines and there's too many players. At least answer your mistakes. If you don't answer the mistakes, you'll keep making them. Well, I, I don't know about you, Mark. You've got as good a contacts in the context of a league to get you know, a director of officiating on, but my experience has been they're not exactly rolling those guys out to do availabilities. You know what I'm saying? Uh, media? No, referees aren't doing media very often. Right? They used to. John, had five. John, you go. Remember Denny Morrell? Oh, you're going back 40 years. Yeah. When's the last time you saw a National Football League referee do a, an interview? When's the last time you saw a Major League Baseball do, do an interview? It has to be, uh, you know, such a momentous thing that we have a mechanism with the PHWA where if a ref makes just a, you know, a game deciding call that in error, we can send a pool reporter down, and that referee is expected to speak to one reporter. But uh, I'm listen. I love to see a ref behind a microphone every day, Bob. But I'm not holding the NHL's feet to the fire when every other league in the world doesn't have right. their officials speaking either. Why would the NHL be any different? IMAC, Texas, and those guys, it seems to be more predominant conversation other stations plus other news outlets that just report sports in general. Podcasts are all over it. There's no way Gary Bettman can sweep it under the rug. Past players that can't be affected by the league on the ice are taking up the charge and other platforms nicely. So, And, and it's an interesting – I just think we're inevitably heading down the path. Like I, I, The league knows those numbers, like eight straight games, you know, Playoffs, whatever. For them. They know, they know, and they've heard about it. And I mean, I I got calls from some of the greatest players in the history of the game, and you know they're like, 
you know, when Tortorello said they're not going to win with McDavid playing that way, and a couple of those guys pointed out, and these guys were really great players, they used to say the same thing about Gretzky before he won, too, when the Oilers lost mm-hmm. in, in 82 to L.A. and 83. There are people that wanted to, oh, they'll never, you know, like, and, and now it's, it's in it. We know hockey bird. You got to have depth. Edmonton's got added depth. Winnipeg's got added. It's got to be stated. I thought the owners could get to the Jets' defense last year. I did. Uh, they didn't find a way to. And the other thing is, Hellebuck played great. He had a 950 save percentage. It's about as good as it gets in a four game series. But now they've added Nate Schmidt and Brendan Dillonmark. They're a better team, too, in my opinion, yep. Winnipeg. Your thoughts? Well, they are, and, and the good news for Edmonton is they're not going to see them in the playoffs until they're playing for a trip to the Stanley Cup. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy to see Winnipeg doing well. I'd love to see a, a Winnipeg-Edmonton rematch this year. That means we've got a team going to the Cup here in Canada, Western Canada. So, yes, Winnipeg's been good for a long time. That's their other advantage over Edmonton, Bob. You look at all the intense and important playoff games that the Winnipeg Jets have played in the last five years compared to Edmonton, right? Way more. Like they've been in way more situations. They're way more postseason experienced. And uh, it showed in that four game series last year when uh, someone needed a break. It seemed like the blue and red team got it every time, didn't it? Mark, is it too simple to look at Connor Hellebuck, who very well, is he, it's either him or Gibson are going to be the goalies for the U.S., aren't they? Well, certainly, I can't see any scenario in which Hellebuck isn't going into camp as the number one. All right, sure. So, so you got a Vesna Trophy winner and goal. I mean, in terms of the actual matchup, that's the the area of advantage that Winnipeg has when they play the Oilers is the goalie. I mean, they got a top five goaltender in the world there that they drafted and developed. Yeah, that is very fair, and that's how you build your team. You know, that's one of the reasons why I thought that Vancouver would be better. We'll get to the Canucks is because they've got that guy in net. I really like Demko. They really like Demko. He's their guy. You know, let's let's call a spade a spade. Edmonton has two goalies in net today who, you know, probably won't be there when they, if they're so fortunate as to win a cup, unless they win it this year, <laughs> you know, when Edmonton's, Edmonton, the map, the roadmap they have in Edmonton that has them competing for a Stanley Cup here very quickly and for many years in a row, I don't see Mike Smith and Nico Koskinen on either, any of those teams. So uh, they need, you know, the, they don't have a Connor Hellebuck. There is no doubt about that, Bob, and they are in search of one. And last year, Mike Smith went 21-6-2, a 2.31 goals against average, a 9.23 save percentage. He was a huge, uh, and, and for the record, he was nine. Uh, well, now I, I cannot. What are the chances of that happening? I go to that year, and it doesn't give me his uh, his numbers in the uh, playing series against or the playoff series against the Jets. But I know that he was not above a nine twenty five save percentage. And I mean, saying that you shouldn't always need a nine twenty five save percentage to win in series, but you might need it when the other goalies go in nine fifty. It well, is currently one fifteen in Edmonton. All right, Mark, it's time. I said at the start of the season that I believe that Calgary was going to lock it down. They were going to be much better defensively. There was no way Jacob Markstrom was going to have a 904 save percentage. And I totally saw Calgary being, you know, no worse than a 3-4 team in the Pacific Division. I also had four teams in the Pacific Division that were going to make the playoffs because I thought that one of Dallas or St. Louis was going to get too old. Well, right now it looks like that team might be Dallas. I also had the Vancouver Canucks, Mark, making the playoffs. 
they are off to not a very good start. What's going on there? Well, um, all the guys are counting on aren't playing very well. JT Miller's playing well. And uh, after that, you know, I haven't, when I've watched Quinn Hughes play, he hasn't done a thing for me this year. Elias Pettersson's numbers and performance at this point have been well chronicled. He has absolutely got nothing going on this year. You know, uh, I'm a, uh, you know, people talk out there, they're talking about should they fire the GM, should they fire the coach? And I, I honestly, I look at that team and I look at some of the guys that they have for a core. And it starts in net, they got Demko. On the back end, they've got, um, they've got Quinn Hughes. Maybe not enough to go with them. I get it, right? I like Tyler Myers. Uh, I like a couple of their guys, but they don't really have a guy to play with using on a number two. You know, I look up front. Horvat is, is on a really good team. He's probably a second-line center, but a damn good one. You know, I really like this Hoaglander last year. How good was he? He's, uh, been, they, good. He's been good of late for them. Yeah. Been, so they got a bunch of guys. JT Miller was an excellent trade. I like their core, but you know what? It's, something's not working there. And they're probably in having some depth issues as well. But uh, I don't know. I, I like a GM that can put together all that young talent in the same. What happened to Brock Besser? Brock Besser was a really good player. What happened to him? Where did it go? Well, he's still a good player. He's off to a slow start. Like, you know. That's... Well, they need him now, Bob. It's time to stop having a slow start and start playing hockey. Right? Like, what's going on with the what's? Why is Pedersen having such a slow start? What's what's well, happening there? Now, that's that's a cautionary tale, Mark, with Pedersen that we have to be concerned with Dylan Holloway. Wrist injuries. You know, I, wrist injuries are difficult for guys to come off of. And that's got me a little concerned. By the way, Brock Besser, all right, pedestrian start by his standards. Four goals and eight points in the first 13 games for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And you're 100% right. Miller's at better than a point per game. Hughes has got 14 points and is plus five in 15 games. They're absolutely horrendous on the penalty kill. Hard to believe they're worse than Winnipeg. And Winnipeg's at 65.8%, but they're worse than Winnipeg. So... You know, and then a couple of their depth guys, Cal Burroughs is minus seven in 12 games. That's a third pairing uh, D. Hunt's yeah. got in there. He's minus five, so they're getting killed in that third pairing. And Demko, who was brilliant against the Oilers in the two games, is at 898 through 12 appearances this year. And Halak yeah. hasn't won a game yet, and I thought he was going to upgrade them in goal from Braden Holtby. So they're sitting there at 5-9-2 and two in their first 16 games, Mark. They're in a world of hurt right now. There are reports today that uh, Jim Benning is meeting Francesco Accolini, looking uh, and that there's some serious conversations going on. Uh, we we could see something we could see something develop over. By the way, Oliver Ekman Larson, one goal, three points in 16 games. Mm-hmm. You think they were looking for a little bit more out of him, Mark? Well, for sure they were, and and I thought I thought Jim Benning's work to get rid of a lot of dead salary, mostly Louis Erickson, and bringing in Ekman Larson and bringing in Garland, I thought that was a dandy bit of work. Like I thought going into the season, I thought, geez, that's tidy. Got rid of a bunch of guys you don't want, got a couple guys you do. But uh, Ekman Larson, they need more from Ekman Larson. You know, they need more from him for sure. All right, so. Uh... We've got the uh, Oilers home-and-home uh, home with the Winnipeg Jets at the end of a five-game road trip, Mark, and then they're at uh, Rogers Place. Just want to mention that uh, the Oilers had an announcement today. Uh, they put out an email uh, just on a proof of uh, vaccination uh, policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the last uh, six weeks, uh, this is from the Oilers Entertainment Group, we've successfully welcomed 
passionate hockey fans back to Rogers Place. We're excited to continue to do so. As part of the restrictions exemption program, the Alberta vaccine record with QR code will be the only valid Alberta proof of vaccination accepted starting with Thursday's Oilers games. You'll be required to show a paper or digital copy of your QR code along with your personal ID to gain entry into Rogers Place. This is just, this is the world that we're in now. Uh, again, you you have a receipt of full COVID-19 vaccination or a negative COVID-19 test result from a healthcare provider taken within 72 hours before the game scheduled start time. Uh, and if you've been recently vaccinated, you need an update your QR code and that may take 14 days to update. All comes with the territory, doesn't it, Mark? I guess. Listen, that's what we're doing. I just took my laminated piece of paper out of my wallet this morning that had my vaccinations on it and threw it in the garbage because I got the QR code on my phone and the old thing isn't any good anymore. We've moved on. <laughs> so, hey, that's the way it is. Let's. It's 2021. You got to get a QR code in your phone. Everyone's got a phone. Get after it. Get it done. Go to a hockey game. It's that simple. All right. Uh, enjoy the soccer. Stay warm tonight. Oh, that'll be no problem. A nice warm press box, Bobby. Looking forward to the tilt. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we will come back at 121 in Edmonton. We've got a lot to get to, including our prospects report, which is brought to you by Scott Arthur Melwork, and I'm going to bang off some of your texts as well. You're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It's 124 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Yes, we're back up. There you go. No longer over the phone line, back on the ISDN. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's no longer urgent. As we head into the Oilers Now Prospect Report, brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork, custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com. And back at the 630 Jet Studios, here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, well, Carter Savoy uh, erupting again against Western Michigan this time uh, over the weekend. He scored two goals in back-to-back games, added an assist as well for a five-point weekend. He's up to 10 goals and 17 points in just 10 games for the Denver Pioneers. Xavier Borgo continues tearing up the Quebec Major Junior League. He's got 15 goals and 15 assists in 16 games. He had a hat trick on Saturday. Is tied for the QMJHL scoring lead. Uh, yeah, he's having a terrific start to the year. Of course, Matej Petrov got signed uh, to a three-year deal by our next guest coming up today at 1:35, Ken Holland. It's a lot of people. I got a a, a couple questions a little bit earlier uh, when that happened. Why did the Oilers sign a six round draft choice? Well, he was the number one overall pick in the CHL import draft, a six foot two guy that's got some skill. He's absolutely killer on the power play right now for North Bay. We'll tell you that it's Edmonton and Winnipeg to make Miko Koskinen coming off a stellar performance in which he gave up four goals against, but. Probably face more A-grade scoring opportunities in that game than any other game this season against Connor Hellebuck. Uh, the Jets are 6-1-1 one one at home. 
The Oilers are 5-2 and two on the road, and their two losses were against Detroit and Buffalo. Uh, they will be pushed by Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a hard forechecking team. There's no question about that. Zach Cassian draws back in. He'll play with McLeod and Fogle. Derek Ryan will center Perlini and Turris. Connor McDavid, unbelievable. 41 career points, 23 games against the Jets. He'll be with Hyman and Pugliarvi. Leon Dreisaitl leading the NHL in goals and points with Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's got better than a point per game against Winnipeg, and Kyler Yamamoto. Darnell Nurse will be with Tyson Berry. Duncan Keith and Cody Cece. Slater Cook, who took the morning skate with Evan Bouchard. Chris Russell uh, is with the team. He blocked a shot against St. Louis. Looks like Cook, who's going to be a go for Edmonton tonight. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This text comes in out of Red Deer. QR codes, what a joke. Okay, well, we're entitled to our people. are entitled to their opinion. Um... I guess I think it's a necessity these days. Wild Bill has texted the show to say, Bob, uh, 2LD, 3C, and potentially 1G could all be areas of need at the deadline. Left defense options, Hampus Lindholm uh, at center, Ryan Getzlaff, goalie Marc-Andre Fleury, center right wing Pavelski, left D, Giordano, left D, Chirot. Thoughts on these names? Type of players can put these teams over the top. Well, Ryan Getzlaff would strictly be a rental. Uh, third line center not too pricey at that stage in the season. Love him. Hampus Lindholm, I'm going to assume the Ducks are going to try to get him signed. The Ducks are having a good year. Fleury? Uh, His worst goalie is Marc-Andre Fleury. Let's just put it that way. Giordano? Don't see that one happening. Sherrott? That could be an interesting name. Real interesting name. 128 in Edmonton. We'll get to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bellow when we come back at about 134. We will hook up with Edmonton Orders, President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Ken Holland. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.